Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday morning, everybody. We've got your playoff action from an interesting Monday night in the NBA. I am Dave Dufour, and I'm joined as I am every single week on the Tuesday show with my man, Trevon Edwards. What's up, Trey? What's going on? Not a whole lot, man. A little bit of a surprise in the early matchup, but you know what? There's a reason for it. The Wizards beat the Sixers 122 to 114. And Trey, look, I think we got to start with the important thing here on the basketball court. And that's that the Sixers lost NBA MVP finalist Joel Embiid to what they're calling a sore right knee late in the first quarter of this game. So they dropped the lead that they had at that point, and they don't get the sweep, which I know you and I were rooting for because we're ready to see this team healthy in the next round. This is a pretty big deal. We don't know yet if it's going to keep them out of the next game, but certainly they were struggling in this one without him, Trey. Yeah, I mean, he... You know, he's the MVP candidate. You know, he gets his team going. They've been able to function without him, but not to the full strength when you're going into the postseason and trying to, you know, accomplish your goal. So, you know, in hopes that this is nothing serious and doesn't keep him out for a while, they're going to have to lock in and try to put Washington away. You know, Washington did a good job, you know, especially um, Westbrook and Bill supporting cast. You know, Rui had a good game, 20 and 13. And Gafford, man, he was – he was solid and then not Bertans. And I mean, you could just go down the line and guys just contributing and keeping it alive. And then um, on the Philadelphia side, they did what they did, but overall, you know, losing Embiid and then, you know, being struggling from the, the charity stripe at the end, you know, Scott Brooks made a very important call to, to intentional foul. And although he was making, he was going one out of two, each of those, you know, those intentional fouls, it's just strange too, just for a, a guy that, is considered a guard to shoot so bad from the line, you know what I mean, and, and, and be a liability. But the positive also, I think that um, Maxie deserves more minutes and needs to play more. So if they can incorporate him, I think that that helps them off early and kind of solve a lot of things because he was he was damn good in the second half. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey had 15 points for them and really spurred what was you know ultimately a, a failed comeback attempt there down the stretch. You mentioned Ben with the hack of Ben strategy and, and missing the free throws overall from the line. He wound up going five of eleven from the free throw line, and, and you know it's rough. And, and you know we talk a lot about positionless basketball, and you mentioned him being a guard and not being able to shoot free throws. The reality is the Sixers are better off when he's aggressive and getting to the line, right? Like whether he makes it or not, who cares? But getting to the line is good, Ben Simmons. So you can see where the hack strategy could pay off for the Wizards in a potential game five, especially if Embiid isn't there, because now you're playing with the mental aspect of the game, Trey. Yeah, absolutely. You're definitely playing with that. And I'm just interested to see this next game. I don't I don't really see them dropping it. And I think they finish it out, but they got West, Russell Westbrook on the other end and, and Brad Bill and those dudes are gamers. And I think they're going to fire up their young guys and, you know, and let them know how important it is, like, 
the pressure's not on the Wizards. It's, you know, it's on the Sixers to, to take care of the job, you know. But also, with extending this series, cuts out their rest time to get prepared for the next team. You know, normally, if it would have been a sweep, like, you know, the Bucks are going to have plenty of time to rest and, 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 you know, get their legs back and get ready for their next matchup. Yeah, you mentioned Russ. I mean, he had 19 19- 21 rebounds, 14 assists for a triple-double. And a lot of people are going to look at the 3 of 19 shooting line, and certainly that's not great. But I'll tell you, I'm looking at the 13 of 16 from the free throw line. Russell Westbrook kept the pressure on Philadelphia all night long. And when Embiid wasn't out there, I mean, Russ was he was pressing, getting to the basket, finding shooters. And yeah, he wasn't making shots, but he made things happen all night long for the Wizards offense. Once you find out that basketball isn't about high field goal percentage and it's about the win and doing whatever it takes and being effective on the floor. That's all that matters. And I think that's the thing, the problem with fans sometimes they hunt and look and say, well, he only shot 22% or he only shot 30%. And it's like, look, if we got the win, I did whatever I could do to secure this win for my team, whether it was play defense, whether it was just, you know, get the ball to the right people that are having a good game. You know what I mean? And in this case, he was getting to the line. He didn't shoot well, but he found his way to still be effective in the box score. And then obviously, you know, the rebounds and assists. But overall, like I could care less of the field goal attempts that he takes. He's the best player on the team and he needs to take those shots. It is what it is. That comes with the territory. When he's hot, he's hot. When he's bad, he's bad. It is what it is. But they got the win. They did with it, you know, what they were supposed to do. And that should be the only thing that should be highlighted is the W. The Sixers take this series back to Philadelphia, up 3-1. And, Trey, you know, I have a feeling they're closing out in five. But, man, if Embiid's not out there, could be tricky. Like I said, I still think that they have enough to put this team away just because of the inconsistency of the Wizards. And, you know, those guys can go. Tobias, Seth, you can go down the line. They're they're pros. They know what to do. Um, I think just the rhythm was all thrown out. And probably in the back of their mind playing this game is like, how serious is Joel's injury? I can see Philly getting it done. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
The late game in the West, the Jazz beat the Grizzlies 120 to 113. And Trey, this series now kind of going the way we all kind of expected. Jazz are up three to one going into game five. And I think the story of this series so far, it's about the Jazz shooting and the Jazz defense. And if the Jazz can can just keep Memphis from being able to keep up with the math equation that the Jazz represent with their three-point shooting, I mean 17 of 34 in this game tonight. That's a victory for the Jazz nine times out of ten. The Jazz is probably the most disciplined team in the league. They do it all right. They play as a team. They play as a unit. They rely on their two stars. And then they have guys that can add in, like Conley Jr. tonight, reminded the young fella and the rest of the organization that Memphis, the FedEx Forum, is the house that he built. He made some effective plays in late in the fourth. But John Moran, obviously electrifying, so fun to watch, so young. Still needs to get a jump shot, but that's that's not the knock on his young career so far because he's doing what he needs to do, whether it's on the defensive end or you know playing the passing lanes or finishing aerobatic. You know, Dylan Brooks is, has been fun to watch as well, and you know, although this this Grizzlies team is very young, Jazz is just very good. You know, what I mean, like I just can't take it away from him. And like you mentioned, you know, Gobert's third, and you know, Gobert just having a good offensive game. When the Jazz are playing like that, it's you know they're hard to beat. Absolutely. You know, Gobert had a huge third. Utah scored 41 points in that quarter. His pick and roll work was just impeccable. I I said on Twitter, there's no way to look at a box score and tell the sort of game that Gobert had. He had 17 points, only eight rebounds, you know, which is weird for him. But I'll tell you, the seven of nine from the free throw line, including some clutch free throws down the stretch, he really won this game, I thought, for them. And it's not going to stand out if you're only looking at the box score. But when you go back and watch... Not only was his screen setting impeccable, as it always is, but I actually thought some of the stuff that he was doing around the basket when he got the ball was out of character for him in a good way. And it's a good thing to see that he's actually making some reads out of there instead of just fumbling the ball around uh, as we're so apt or so used to seeing him do. Donovan Mitchell, big game, 30 points, 12 of 13 from the free throw line, just absolutely huge when the jumper wasn't going for him. He started getting to the line. Jordan Clarkson had 24 off the bench tray. And look, when Clarkson and Mitchell both get it going, they're really hard to stop because it means that they've got 48 minutes nonstop of high-end guard play. And then when they're both out there, I just don't know who you choose to guard. Yeah, man. I mean, Jordan Clarkson is a six-man of the year for a reason. It was kind of funny seeing – You know, Lakers fans kind of look and say, dang, we had him at one point in time. And, like, he continues to get better each year, doesn't complain, does, you know, you think he's found a home in Utah. He's been able to, you know, do what he does best and play his style of basketball. And then Donovan Mitchell, obviously, is one of, like, the top young guards, you know, in this league and continues to get better and continues to be a leader and very competitive and really wants to win. And when they need a bucket or they need to handle business, they give him the ball and get out the way. And he's been able to do that. Now you talked about Morant earlier, and he's like a special problem for Utah in their defense. He's able to get into the paint, get into that that free throw line area for those floaters. And, and I mean, again, tonight, 23 points, 12 assists. Not as efficient as we've seen out of him the last few weeks. Did get to the free throw line eight times. But DeAnthony Melton, we cannot finish the show without talking about him. At one point in this game, he scored 15 of 19 for the Grizzlies and really spurred that comeback in the fourth. You know, they were down 13, heading into the fourth, and it was the De'Anthony Melton show. 15 points, five rebounds off the bench, all those points in the second half. And with the defense that we expect from Melton, look, a lot of people think this guy is going to wind up being a star. 
Do you think they need to find a way to get him more minutes in this series? Maybe his defense might give him a little bit of an edge where Dylan Brooks is maybe a little out of control, Trey? I mean, that's Dylan Brooks' game. He's always going to be out of control. I mean, sometimes it, it helps and sometimes it hurts. You got to go run, go with the good and the bad. They're kind of loaded at their position, and, like, they're trying to find minutes for guys and see who's who's going and who's not. I mean, you can't just kind of pull a guy just because he's struggling early in basketball. You just got to let him find a rhythm. Um, and Melton obviously was pretty solid, you know what I mean, for them today. But hopefully they can figure it out. I mean, you're not going to sit Morant that long. You're not going to sit Brooks that long. You know, Kyle Anderson is kind of like, you know, all over the place. Very good defensive player for them. It's just different trying to lock in and just say, okay, well, I want Melton or go three guards or only have these two guys in or give a guy a blow. And it didn't work like that. So Taylor Jenkins has his hands full with his guards, and he just has to ride with the high hand. Game five of this series is going to be in a couple of days back in Utah. And, you know, I, I think the Grizzlies have shown that they can play with this Utah Jazz team, but the Jazz are just too good. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Don't forget about all the podcasts we've got on the Athletic Podcast Network. If you haven't already subscribed to The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash daily ding and go and do that now. We appreciate you guys waking up with us as you do every morning. Trey, send them home. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.